Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness, brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementopie.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. It's time for One Meal, One Workout. Don't know why I feel the need to do an introduction after Mark's just done an introduction, but I always feel the need to. That's right, folks. Twice the introduction for the same exact cost um, as any other podcast that's free. And as always, we are here to bring some exciting, fun things to talk about for food and fitness. I am Aaron Butler, also known in some circles, mainly this podcast, as the former fat guy. With me are my cohorts in crime, and that would be Don Sullivan and Mark Cockrell. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Howdy. What is going on? It's anarchy. Uh, that's- that's right. Drop you the know bomb. something I don't ever do is yeah. I don't ever give people a chance to contact you guys directly. Mark, what's your cell phone number? Just uh, kidding. Five 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 five. It's a uh, five five nine. I am Opie. Right. That's right. There you what's go. The, uh, what's the what's the best way? I'm, I'm I'll forget to do it at the end of the show. So if somebody's listened to the last fifty nine episodes of this and they want to send Mark Cockrell uh, a question or whatever. What's the best place to do that? Is that at a forum or is that at an email address or is that at a Twitter account? Mark, where is it? Tell Actually, me. the very most effective way that I am sure to read is to go to elementopi.com and click the contact button and fill out the form. You can tweet me, and I, depending on my work schedule, may or may not get to you in a timely manner. Um, you can email me directly, but sometimes that gets caught up in the spams filters. Is right. So the contact button is the best way to do it. How about you, Don? Is there an easy way for people to contact Don R. Sullivan? You can email double A-R-O-N. That's A-A-R-O-N. Just kidding. No, that's perfect. I'd be happy to forward an email to you. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm waiting for for somebody to bring anything up on the forum, we've got forums out yeah, there. Wink, wink, nudge, do. nudge. But I'm one of those crazy guys that knows just the I'm super paranoid about all of it. So, no. Just kidding. I so won't talk no to way, you. There's no way for them to leave, a, leave a message on the forum. <laughs> you know, we could create you a Don at One Meal, One Workout. Uh, you know, that would really be easily. That would be much easier for me. Just, to, awesome. just to enable my... I don't know how we do it easily, exactly. Mark, because I don't pay for email service with GoDaddy. Is there an easy way to do it? Yes. Okay. It doesn't cost money? Yes. Right now, I just got to catch all. Basically, you you can email Fred at onemealworkout.com, and I'll get it, and I'll forward it to a random Fred. <laughs> so if I see the email came to a Don at onemealworkout.com, I'll forward it on to Don. How's that? Problem right. solved. Today, I went, gentlemen, I went somewhere that I'd never gone before. I went to the podiatrist. As opposed to the rich dietrist. No, I went to the podiatrist today and having some heel issues after my, my marathon, quote unquote, run the other night. And took, he took some x-rays of my feet. And guess what I have a big old one of on the back, on the bottom of my heel? A bone spur. Heel spur. Yep, I do. Um, it, and it's not debilitating. Um, anyway, good news, bad news. Bad news is I do have a heel spur. It's, it's fairly significant. Good news is he basically gave me some over-the-counter orthotics and said, make sure you stretch your foot really good and, uh, and um, you know, pay attention to your body if you have pain and back off. That was it. Didn't, didn't inject me with, with gamma-radiated cortisone or send me for six weeks of physical therapy. He said, are you back to 80%? I said, oh, yeah, 80 85%. He said, okay. Well, you know, you're getting better. No reason to do anything crazy. Uh, here's the best way to stretch your plantar fasciitis out so you don't, you know, continue to have problems. And um, just take care of it. 
I was like, all right. And I asked him the question. I was not afraid to do it. I said, uh, where, where are you fall on the whole barefoot running movement? Dun, dun, dun. You know what he said? Any guesses? He Mark said, um, don't ever do he's it. Not, he's not a big fan. He actually said, and this is, uh, this is a pretty close quote, I think that works good for some people, but for other people, they're going to have some consequences for trying to do it. And so I thought that was pretty. Talk about bad. hedging your bets. Well, he, basically, what he's saying is, uh, the which end, is the truth. That was if the, you've already got the definition of an answer. Yeah, if you've got well, we talked about it further. If you've got foot problems and you go start running barefoot, oh, maybe your foot problem was caused by your shoe. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe your shoe was the only thing keeping you from breaking your foot. You know what I mean? So you're kind of on your own once you once you change something that drastic, especially if you've worn shoes for forty years, like me. And now you go out and you go running on the asphalt. I don't know, Don, what happens? Maybe you break your foot. like, a, <laughs> Or maybe, maybe you bruise your plantar so bad. I, you know what I mean? I'm just saying that uh, we, we have made, you and I both have made some pretty drastic changes compared to what we did for the first 20 to 30 to 40 years of our lives. So I'm definitely not off of the barefoot bandwagon, but um, I'm going to try to not hurt myself going forward. And I don't think that I hurt myself um, just because of that, but uh, I don't also know that I listen to my body as well as I should have. I guess I'm chastising myself, not either of you or our listeners. So what is a heel spur, Aaron? A heel spur, the way a heel spur happens, um, it's actually an, an inter-tissue uh, deposit. So what happens is your plantar tendon, which is a big fat tendon that runs pretty much from the ball of your foot back to your heel and inserts in the bottom of your heel, where that attaches, it gets uh, damaged, inflamed, and the the uh, basically the outside of your bone starts kind of growing over that attachment as you put stress on it, and you can also get calcium deposits within the uh, within the, the the plantar tendon itself. So it's a bone callus, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Um, it can happen from injury. It can happen from repetitive use, um, in like in my circumstances, for running and for being fat for a really really long time. So, speaking of Don, I. Not speaking of Don. We weren't speaking of Don. Just we were talking about my Speaking bones. of being fat for a really long time. So that probably no, that's right. I didn't say that. Nice. Um, how's your foot feeling, Don? Zing. Oh, I have this beautiful one sock thing. I have this brace on my foot. I say one sock because whenever I put on a pair of shoes and I'm not wearing socks, it looks like I'm wearing one sock. Um, right. And it's doing a lot better, actually. I don't have um, pain every day anymore like I did for a while. That's and that's a plus. Yeah. So I don't know if that's more from the brace or more from the giant, giant needle that they stuck in my foot whenever they <laughs> gave me a, uh, yeah, anybody that doesn't like needles, don't go get, what's that thing called I got? Cortisone shot? Cortisone. Don't go get a cortisone shot. Yeah. yeah. Gamma rated boy, cortisone. Boy Makes your foot turn into the hole. Really Big boy needles. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, so I don't, I don't know which one's which, but I'm happy with both and either and whatever. I'm, I feel good. Yeah, I was actually afraid that they were going to do that to me after hearing you say that. But he, he didn't seem too worried about it, you know. He he felt around on it, and I didn't go, ah. I actually went, oh, that tickles a couple of times. Cause I, I mean, man, if, if your so, foot hurts uh, really bad and overall, the doctor says, hey, the best thing for you is to get a cortisone shot, go get a cortisone shot because you'll feel a lot better. Uh, just don't be excited about getting a cortisone right. shot. Yeah, because having needles stuck anywhere is unpleasant, but in the foot, that's worse. Yeah, it's I've it was just one in my weird, and I can't even say that it really hurt. It was just way weird. Wow. So, Mark, what's what's going on with you? 
Well, you know, uh, we've mentioned uh, the fat parka a number yep. of times on this show, and it's the, the blubber suit. You know, the blubber suit. It's the the large, hefty garment of fatness that that I that all fat people wear, and um, I'm just really hating it these days. You know, uh, one of the things that I'm discovering about Atlanta is while the temperature is actually a little cooler than it is, you know, back in Texas where I'm from, the humidity is consistently much higher. It has been for a while, yeah. It right. has been recently. And it's so um, humidity, you know, as just a basic physics lesson, heat can't transfer through wet air. Um, dry air, heat transfer is much better. So yeah. when your body gets hot and it's trying to cool down, it can't do it in humid air. Even if it's 70 degrees and humid, the fat parka makes you sweat like a pig. So, well, And your, your sweat doesn't evaporate because exactly. it doesn't have, the, the, the air is not as dry to wick it away. So the last couple of days I've been working uh, on site, meaning uh, at doctor's offices and hospitals rather than, rather than in the office building. And uh, I've been, you know, running, literally running in some cases, but often just walking quickly uh, from place to place trying to, you know, uh, you've got to work in around a busy clinic where they're seeing 60 patients an hour uh, between 10 doctors. And so you're trying to get in and get things done and get out and get out of the way. And so I've been sweating in 70-degree rooms, just just dripping. And, you know, it's like I don't mind being hot. I don't, I don't really even mind being sweaty. I don't like being the only guy who's sweaty, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Terry Baker, um, who, by the way, was the person who first told me don't drink your calories, and y'all are familiar with that phrase. She, she was one of the things that worried me, her, about me. Well, she said, Aaron, it would be 72 degrees outside, and when you came in from walking in from the parking lot, you'd have to get a towel to dry off. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't kidding. I'm telling you, you start, you stoke that furnace, boy, and there's nowhere for the heat to go. It just, uh, you'll heat right up. So, so I'm with you, Mark. I you know, I'm, I'm feeling more motivated than normal to awesome. get rid of this dang fat parka. Dang fat parka. That's, that should be the name of the show. All right. <laughs> dang fat parka. Not really. I mean, that might be not might be a bad one, but all right. In the news, Don, do you have anything else you want to share? In, um, our, in our show notes, we have Don, we have a colon, and we have a blank line next to it. And so I didn't know if you had anything else specific you wanted to share. I'd like to give the world a Coke or a Pepsi, depending on the preference. Well, you, you say that now, but wait till we get down to line number five and keep Just it company. To, yes. Uh, in, the, in the news, real quick, uh, it actually it was a little bit controversial when they first started doing it. You know. Atlanta, I mean, Georgia started this thing called uh, Strong for Life, which was, you know, combating childhood obesity. And they've recently added something to their website. And, and when I say it was controversial is because they had kids on commercials and billboards um, basically kind of challenging the parents, uh, you know, young kids saying, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. They didn't quite this straight, but why did you let me get fat? You know, you're the, you're the adult. I'm seven. Um, tell me I can't eat this. <laughs> Yeah. You know, help me make better decisions. I'm six, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so the, the newest thing they're trying to help that is, is called, um, the name of the article is an AJC article, Atlanta Journal Constitution. If you don't know what that is, if you're not from the area, hospital, hospital offers help for the talk about childhood obesity. Children's Healthcare of Atlanta is, is the kind of the, the sponsor of all this. And they, uh, on the website, they've put information about how to talk to your kid about making healthier choices. I, I've looked it over. It looks very, I mean, it was very informative, very good. So regardless of whether you're from Atlanta or Georgia, if you've got a child that you're concerned about their health, not just their weight, but their health in general, there's some great tips. 
uh, on the Strong for Life website under the Help tab. We'll put the link to the article uh, in the show notes as well. So you can go to strongforlife.com. I'm doing it right now. S-T-R. This is, this is thrilling radio. Are these um, the people that got really bad coverage in the beginning because they had billboards and things that said, yes. your child may be fat, please talk to them, and they would have like a picture of a little girl? That kid, yep. Yeah. That, I think the fact that that little girl was willing to say, yes, I'm fat and I want to be a spokesperson and help other people deal with this was very brave of her. And I think people took it in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal opinion. You know, that's one of the things I've talked about often uh, on this show is that one of my three children has the I don't know when to stop eating gene that sadly I passed on to her. Um, and it's one of right. the things that we've struggled with. And I can't count the number of times I've said to her, you're not hungry, you want to eat, and it's important that you learn to know the difference. And uh, yeah, I could use some help. Maybe I'll go to that website and see if I can find a better way to say, a better way to teach her the difference between wanting to eat and being hungry. Because it took me 40 years to learn that difference. And I'm still not very good at it. It's got basically kind of like eight different pages. The overview, why now, a different kind of talk, gearing up, more gearing up, time for the talk, tips for the talk, and more talks. And it, 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 it kind of steps you through the whole process. As a first step, ask yourself these four questions. Does your child spend more than one hour a day in front of a device with a screen? Does your child get 60 minutes of activity throughout the day? Does your child consume one or more sugary drinks? Soda, sports drinks, or juice. Do your family meals include veggies and fruits? And just kind of start thinking about overall health picture of the child's daily life. It's, it's a, it's a, I think it's a pretty good resource. I'm, I'm for it. I'm not against it. I'm for it. They could suddenly go deep southern. I don't know why. Yep. Yep. All right. And and talking about healthy food and choices today, we're going to talk about, I originally named this episode Deceptively Bad Foods. My wife gave me some feedback and said, it sounds like you're saying that the food is bad and the other food's good. And that's not, well, that's not what I'm really trying to say. So anyway, we've named it common, I've renamed it Common Food Pitfalls. Um, Or dang fat parka. Or dang fat parka. That's another one. (laughs) Um, the other, most people listening to the show, I'm assuming, are interested in being healthy. I mean, it'd be kind of silly to listen to it otherwise. Um, and wanting to make good choices with the food that they eat. And so it's easy sometimes to think you're making a good choice. Unless you've really educated yourself, you may not be. So this whole podcast is just kind of, I'm going to point out a few specific things that I've stumbled on as I've educated myself over the last couple of years. Some things I just kind of realized. You may, you may already know all of them. You may not know any of them. Uh, and we're just going to have some free-form discussion about this. Kind of a, kind of a spinal tap. A jazz five. odyssey. Yeah, jazz odyssey. Uh, some of these things don't seem like they're that bad for you. Um, sometimes they seem like they're really bad for you. And they really are. Sometimes... They seem like they're healthy for you, and if you're not careful, they can be bad for you. And um, anyway, and and Mark, just just FYI, those of you that are listening, we're recording this podcast an hour early tonight because the Cowboys play tonight. Yes. Mark and I are both on, uh, not on, in families that are Cowboys fans. In fact, Mark has to be a Cowboys fan because he had a little banner hanging up in the pod pod that said Cowboys. Indeed. And, uh, And so Jim Beeson in the chat room, said he was going to pop in and give Mark a hard time about the Cowboys losing tonight, but he's not here. So, Mark, you got to get in the chat room and stand up for the Cowboys. I was in the chat room. 
Yeah, I guess you got kicked out of the chat room. I don't know what happened. You could use an ice chat. That works good for me. Um, so anyway, we're jumping right back in. We're forgetting the Cowboys for a moment. We're going to talk about food. So Never forget the Cowboys. The number one on my list, gentlemen and listeners, is fat-free foods. The three Fs. Triple F-bomb. Fat-free foods. <laughs> Triple F-bomb. That's when you know it's serious. Yeah, That's but right. here's, here's can I, I know you're what you're going to say, but okay. here here's something that I always boiled this down to really early on was – if it's fat-free and it tastes good, how do you think they made that happen? Oh, exactly. Uh, yeah. I, my, my, little, my, my point A says people mistakenly think fat-free equals healthy. Usually fat-free equals more sugar. <laughs> You're exactly right. It, you, it, it tastes good because they pile the sugar in. And my, my example that I learned this on were fat-free Fig Newtons. I don't know about you guys, but I like a good Newton. I, I, I'm, I'm a Newton kind of guy. used to eat them in college a lot. And I, when I first time I saw, oh, fat-free fig newtons, those are great. I eat a whole sleeve of them. And then I realized at some point that one newton is 45 calories. A single newton. Is what are just, the regular a newtons? A single newt. And for comparison. I don't have any idea. That's a good question. They, they might be just as good or bad. What, what are the regular Don, newtons? Can you do the research comparison. on that while I can do no. blather? Can you, can you research that, Don? I'm going to do that. Thank you. So This is just like high school. Ask a question and get an assignment. They still taste great. That's awesome. Um, they're full of sugar, literally full of sugar, and they taste really good. And I, this is a week. I mean, um, that's something that's hard for me to eat one or two of them. Of. So if I eat, for example, like five of them, well, what is that? That's about 250 calories. You know, uh, that's like an order of French fries at McDonald's, a small and, or medium, uh, small order of French fries at McDonald's. And if you're not familiar it, with the Fig Newton, five of them is a warm up. It's not a snack. Yeah. Yeah. But basically they come in sleeves. You have you have you have servings, you have one sleeve, that's a serving. <laughs> or if you really want some, you can have two sleeves. And I believe there's four sleeves in a package. There's four servings per package. Yeah, I've always wondered why <laughs> I've always wondered why companies don't actually do the servings like that, because they know people who make Oreos, they know you're going to eat a sleeve. It's just just a force of nature. You know, on the back of the Oreos, they really ought to have like two sets of stats. On one side, it should be like two cookies and have the stats. On the other side, it should just say most of them right. and have the stats. Well, it's it's like uh, they do that intentionally to get the numbers away. Like my favorite diet drink, Diet Mountain Dew, uh, on a 20-ounce uh, bottle, it says calories per serving, uh, zero. Uh, servings per bottle, two. Calories per bottle, five. Wait a minute. If it's zero calories per serving, how did I get five calories out of two servings? But somehow I did. I guess they're allowed to round down to zero at three. <laughs> I don't know. And that's what it is. Hey, Mark, I hate to insert this right in the middle of an awesome podcast. So, but can you hang up and call me back? Done. Go ahead, Don. Continue on. So um, I need Aaron for this. I'm back. Yay. So, uh, Aaron, I hate to burst your bubble, but I did your research. I hate to burst your bubble, but I did your research. And actually, the regular Fig Newtons are 110 calories for each cookie. Wow. So it is half the calories. As as far as I can understand from reading this label, which is not very clear. I'm going to have to fact check it. That's... I'm going to have to fact check it. Well, Aaron, what was those Fig those Neapolitan Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That'd be two cookies. So that's 55 calories each cookie. Okay. So there are 10 calories there less. 
Yeah, yeah. I had to go and to I, a different I was gonna, website. Yeah. Yeah, these were 90 for two, and so I split it just to, to down to one. So, um, so we're, yeah, so they're, they're, they're 55 to 45. So they're a little less calories for you, but they ain't calorie free, people. That's yeah. what we're trying to say. What were you going to say, Mark? Oh, the Neapolitan ice cream, Neapolitan Oreos. They're like 7,000 calories per half cookie. Right. <laughs> Something like that. It wasn't quite that bad, but it was ridiculously bad. Yeah. Where are all those foods? Where are the calorie free foods? That's what I want. It's called water. Yeah. Air. Celery. <laughs> broccoli. Yeah. Net calorie negative foods. So, all right. Number two on the list, salad. Um, by the way, I need every listener right now to stop what they're doing. Pause your podcast. Go to the website. Find Shane's Rib Shack. Click the contact thing and complain to them. I'm actually going to, th- I'm trying to remember to do this on Facebook tonight. They quit selling green beans and corn on the cob as side dishes. That was the only two side dishes they had that were healthy. They have macaroni and cheese. They've got fried okra. They've got French fries. They've got coleslaw. They've got baked beans covered with brown sugar. But they got rid of the green beans and the corn on the cob. And I have to say, I'm a little heated about that. I'm a little upset. So uh, if, you, if you don't mind, go, to, go and complain. That's the, the people at the store said the only way we're going to get them back is if people complain. So I'm complaining to the entire interweb and asking for your help. We want our vegetables back. They've gone, they've gone the extra mile with an entire gluten-free menu. What about people who are trying to watch their weight? And they say, well, we have salad. Salad is not a side dish. I just want to go on record right now saying that. Salad is not a side. It's a salad. You have soups. You have salads. You have sides. You have entrees. You have desserts. A side dish is a side dish. A salad is a salad. There, I've said it out loud. Okay. You guys still there? No, no, yeah, we're here. There's just some crickets there. I know. I was like, I'm, I'm a little, how about a little amen or you're wrong? Either one. Just some, some, some response. So then side salad is an oxymoron. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, side salad, that, that just doesn't It's like military no intelligence. In universe. No place in the universe. Tall midget. Same thing. So uh, yeah, Jim just typed a uh, metaphorical cricket in the chat room. A single period. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim. All right. So salads. Um, people think. They're, you know, just by definition, this is, this is a common, people know this one a lot, that you, when you say salad, I'm eating healthy. Well, I had a salad for lunch today. And a lot of times when people go out to eat, one of the things people tell other people, I hear all the time is, well, that's hard because I eat out too much, I eat fast food too much. And they say, well, you can just get a salad. And you can. But you have to be careful which salad you, salad you get. For example, and I picked the worst one of the bunch just to give you an idea how bad it is, McDonald's premium Southwest salad with crispy chicken. Well, of course, crispy chicken means fried chicken. And it said with fried chicken, that would be not healthy. 450 calories, 190 of which are from fat. Or you can get a McDouble, which is a, two patties and a piece of cheese burger, for 100, uh, 390 calories, 170 grams for fat. So it has less calories and less fat grams than the salad. And my wife, she said, you know, she brought up the point. She said, well, Aaron, it's got fried chicken on it. But what fat people do is they play games in their head. Has, has anybody else figured this out yet? I think the we salad all cancels out the fried. Yeah, I'm eating salad. She, and she even said that. She said, "Well, the salad's still going to be a lot better for you because it's got, um, because it has all the lettuce and you know the other vegetables in it." And I said, "There's some truth in that, but the basic calories and fat and things that you're consuming is still more from the salad." And I guarantee you. Even grilling, even frying a burger on a, on a, what do they call those things? A griddle like McDonald's does, you know, where they just stick it on top of that piece of metal and cook it as opposed to a flame broil like Burger King where the fat drips away, supposedly. is better for you than in submerging it in oil. 
<laughs> you know, so that, that fried chicken is really, really comparatively pretty bad for you. So I'm just pointing out, guys, watch out for things that say fat-free food because they're going to have a lot of sugar most of the time. And watch out for going for a salad just because it says salad on it, especially if it says like chicken salad. That's, that's usually about that. Or, uh, or Oreo salad is probably another bad one also. Now, here's, here's the next one. The next one, guys, is one I see people making a, a, a quite an often mistake on. And by the way, I, I didn't want to forget Don's comment there about salads. Dang ranch dressing. To, freaking A, man. Ranch Make dressing. Sure dang that's, thicker is what it does. That's right. That's, where, that that's exactly right. Man, you, uh, my, I don't want to pick on anybody in particular. I know this person who really, really loves salad. But I think it's mainly because they really, really love ranch dressing. It's just a vehicle yeah. for ranch dressing, isn't it? Yeah, and they think it's good. They really like salad because salad's good for you. So why not eat a salad? You know, it's every like chance a bad, you get. Salad's a bad movie, and ranch dressing is Nicolas Cage. Yeah. yeah, you know they give you those those big tubs of ranch dressing, and that's like your portion, and not, you can drown a salad in those because yeah. it's already like half of a cup, right? They get two whenever they wow. go anywhere. Yeah, crazy. And I just I, I don't understand it. Yeah, you got to watch your dressings. I'm not afraid to go to to uh, IHOP and ask for the sugar-free um, syrup. Now, it still has fat in it, and it's not you know it's not great for you. But I'm gonna get these healthy pancakes that I get there sometimes. These blueberry whole grain something other pancakes. I don't want to put five thousand calories of maple syrup on them, so I'll get the lighter syrup. So just try to make the best choice you can, people. You know that. All right. So next one. This is one that I see. This is Mark talking about our previous conversation about kids. This is one I see uh, parents making quite often um, with their kids. And that is they won't give them a Coke, but they'll give them a glass of orange juice. And obviously orange juice has vitamin C and folic, folic acid and potassium. And it's, and it's good for you in that sense. It really is good for you. But the thing you got to watch out for, um, if you just take a regular 12-ounce can of Coke, 140 calories, 12 ounces of proper can of pure premium OJ, which is the number one selling orange juice. 165 calories. So we talk about not drinking your calories. We always say that. Don't drink your calories. When you drink a glass of orange juice, you're drinking more sugar, not more sugar, more calories, and almost the same amount of sugar as you are when you're drinking a straight-up good old-fashioned Coca-Cola. So just be careful. I, I'm i bad about this. I'm a big drinker. Mark, you know I'm a big drinker. You're a big I, whatever you do, Aaron. You're a big that's guy. That's true. I am a big guy. I'm, I'm taller than average and bigger than average. I drink. I drink a lot of water. I drink a lot of diet drinks i drink um if i go somewhere and get uh, whether whatever drink i get at a restaurant i'll drink four or five refills i'm just a big drinker always have been keep my kidneys working you know make them earn their keep uh, i'll pour myself a glass of orange juice out of the refrigerator and i don't use an eight ounce glass i don't even think i have an eight ounce glass in my house except maybe that my six-year-old son uses everything i have is 12 16 24 32, 32. 64 yeah. yeah so you know when i pour that glass of orange juice I would be shocked if I'm getting anything less than 16 ounces unless I just pour a half a glass, which just seems so wrong to pour half a glass of anything. So I got to watch that. I got to watch the OJ. And because of that, man, I, I, I try to be stick to that because I don't want to drink. I don't want to drink my calories. So uh, just, just as a warning out there, check out the label on the juice before you pour yourself a huge glass of it or before you give your kids a glass of it for breakfast every day. The rule at my house is one glass of juice per meal and after that water. And that yep. seems to work out fairly well. Now, what is that? One of those thirty-two ounce glasses, Mark? Or no, it's uh, yeah, one uh, kids' cup. <laughs> right, kids' cup. Exactly. So maybe maybe ten or twelve. Yeah, which is still so, a lot, you know. 
Right, but that, that, at least you're limiting it, and you're. I've seen. I mean, I, I know some kids that just pound it. Uh, they'll just they'll just they'll go crazy on the stuff. But it's so, healthy because it's juice. Exactly, it's pure juice. It says it right there: Propaganda Pure Premium OJ. It's, it's not be from 100%. concentrate. It's the real stuff. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So watch the juice, and, and you know, we've talked before about milk is. You know, there's lots of benefits for milk. There's people who don't, people who are pro milk, people who are con milk, and you just got to watch the milk too because there's some pretty high calorie content in milk. If you're just talking about straight up calories, you need your calcium. Lots of ways to get calcium. Broccoli is a great source of calcium. But anyway, that's another show. Number four, we've talked about this one on our our Thanksgiving How to Eat Better Thanksgiving podcast. I don't, how many of you guys have heard them people people in the know, people who are supposed to know about you know better ways to eat? throw out there about eating sweet potatoes instead of regular white potatoes. Anybody ever heard that? I have. Yeah. I have too. In fact, I, I took that advice and did it for quite a while. And then when I was doing that research for that Thanksgiving show, I was like, I wonder how much better the sweet potato is for me than the white potato, the, the regular old baked potato potato. None. And it's pretty much the exact same thing <laughs> as far as your calories and your fat. Um, 100 grams of potato. I used 100 grams because it was easy to be you know, quantit- quantitative. Baked with the skin, 93 calories. 100 grams of sweet potato, baked in the skin, 90 calories. Pretty much the same. Now, again, just like the, uh, just like the, um, uh, excuse me, just like the orange juice over the Coke and the salad over the, the McDouble. Yes, sweet potatoes have 384% of your recommended daily allowance of vitamin A. I'm assuming that's still healthy for you. It has a third of your recommended daily allowance of vitamin C. It does have some benefits that white potatoes don't have. But just don't be trapped into the illusion of thinking that because it's a sweet potato, you can eat a ginormous potato in addition to your regular meal and you're not getting any extra calories. And then, you know, add to that the fact that nobody eats a sweet potato without butter and brown sugar and cinnamon on it. You got to watch those too. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I can't believe it's not butter. I think it's a miracle drug. It's not really a miracle (laughs) drug. But it's great. You know, you can get the zero-calorie spray. It makes it a little moisture, which is all you really need a lot of times. If it's a good baked potato and it's still moist, I don't need a lot on it. Just a little something to kind of moisten it up for me. Yeah, I call it, I can so totally believe it's not butter. Right. (laughs) You didn't fool me. Not butter thing. Yeah, that didn't go anywhere. All right. You're not tricking anyone into thinking that this is not butter. Is that what you're trying to say here? Right. That was was closer. It was so funny in my head. Number five, nuts. I'm not just using a uh, uh, pleasant euphemism. Again, this is a food that's touted on tons of websites as being good for you. And they are. I'm not saying they're not, Cheryl. That's that's the conversation my wife and I have. Um, I'm not saying that they're not. What I'm saying is they are good for you. They have fats that you do need. They have good, good quote-unquote calories. But they are one of the most calorie-dense foods. and I was surprised to learn that one almond, as far as calories go, is equal to two M&Ms, as far as calories. So the amount of calories you're throwing in your mouth when you grab that handful, which by the way, a quarter cup is like the size of a dime <laughs> to me. When I go to measure out a quarter cup, which is what they recommend you know, on the back of my bag of almonds, it says a quarter cup is a serving size, 180 calories for a quarter cup. Um, Quarter cup seems so small, so you got to watch your portions. So that, that's the whole point of this on the nuts. Just and, watch your watch your portions. And adding a wrinkle to that, you got to consider the preparation of that. And those roasted nuts, you know how they roast them? They fry them in oil. It's oh. oil roasted. 
so no, it's it's not in a little uh, turntable thing by a campfire while Jack Frost is nipping at your nose. No, it is dunked in a vat of oil for three to five minutes and oil quote roasted. So yeah, don't buy roasted nuts in a can. Wow. Yeah, I think dry roasted is what you want, isn't it? Yeah, that's a little better. Roasted. Yes, that's yeah. like oven baked. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so watch out. One almond equals two M&Ms. I, and I, I said to my wife, I said, so a handful of almond, you know, a handful of almonds is actually, you know, about as bad for you as a handful of M&Ms. And, and well, she said, no, Aaron. You're, now you're saying again that the M&Ms are better for you. I said, no, I'm not saying that. I'm but saying, M&Ms are fat free, Aaron. Yeah, I'm just saying you got to watch out for the calories, people. It, it's so easy to go run that mile and burn that extra 130 calories and go back and eat a handful of almonds and erase it. You know, if you're trying to keep yourself in a mild calorie deficit so you can slowly shed some of your body fat, it's easy with the five things we've already talked about to sort, you know, do one of these a day, every day of the week, and you've just blown your calorie deficit for the week. So these are just things you can make smarter choices and make yourself not have to work so dang hard. Dang is the word of the day today. You know that dang fat parka? <laughs> dang. Dang ranch dressing. Dang. dang work so hard. Um, it's, about as, it's about as bad as we get here. Uh, you <laughs> no, have I, have, so hard I have faith it could get worse, Aaron. Go ahead, Mark. I said I have faith it can get worse. It could, yeah. I believe you. Sorry. All right, number six. But, but Aaron. Yes, Doc. Back to, wait, 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 back to your point. Because almonds, have you not heard about the diet that you can eat 10 almonds a day? And then whatever else you want to eat, and you'll lose weight? Almonds are that good for you. Didn't you know that's that? A, that's awesome. Wow. I'm going to go buy yes. a bag. So if I give 10 almonds a day, you will just help me lose 10, weight. just 10 almonds a day. Will 100 make me lose weight faster? No, no, no. You have to eat 10, not, that, not, not 12, not you 7. You need 100 of them. You may just. But just you have to eat 10 of them because they're magical. It'd be like that Stephen King novel, Thinner. I'll just eat almonds and, and fade away into nothingness. Yeah, right. This next yeah, one, right. I, would, I have like, to do I this one, Aaron. As much bacon as I, you I want would hazard a guess. Carbs. I would hazard a guess, Mark, that if you ate just 10 almonds a day, you'd lose some weight. Right. Just, just by just the way, at the 10 almonds. we're having some connectivity issues. We're not just being exceptionally rude. We're having uh, some Skype issues tonight, so it's, that's right. why we're talking all over each other. So, Aaron, I'd like to do this next one because it is a personal pet peeve of mine. Can I please? Mark, I would like for you to do that. Excellent. The breakfast bars, the, the breakfast in a bar, these healthy devices – um, that that are in probably every dieter's pantry. Um, just to to pick on uh, one, the Kashi Go Lean cereal bar. The name of the product is Go Lean cereal bar. Okay, two hundred ninety okay. calories for one. I, I bar. totally believe that, Mark. Yes, two hundred ninety calories for one bar. By comparison, a Snickers bar. Packed with peanuts, Snickers really satisfies, 271 calories. You can eat a Snickers bar and have fewer calories than a Kashi Golin cereal bar. Wow. I'd just like to say, Golin, Golin, <laughs> Golin, Golin. That's right. Now we're, there. now we're going to have to pay a royalty Don't take your fat to town. Enjoy. <laughs> Now another thing to remember is these <laughs> are often to work with you. These are often referred to as meal replacement bars, meaning you eat one and that's your meal. People lose sight of that. No thank you. Yes. Yeah, I actually had one of the I had a 100 calorie special K one for breakfast this morning cuz I didn't have any breakfast, didn't have time to get any breakfast. 
and I raided my my neighbor cube neighbors uh, food stores at, with at her permission and got one of those for breakfast. And I even thought about it when I picked it up and looked at it. And it was about the size of a piece of double mint gum. <laughs> I was like, "This is a hundred calories. It's like a really pe- thick piece of double mint gum. This is ridiculous." Oh well, and uh, yeah. ate it and went on. I love how people have have taken the theme of breakfast bars and they're all supposed to be healthy and everything. And now like the, they've gotten people used to the idea of you unwrap this congealed thing and just shove it in your mouth and that's your breakfast. So now they have the chocolate chip ones. Yeah. Chocolate marshmallow. Granola. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they've got granola, but they have chocolate chips. So they're good. They, they're good for you and they're delicious. And those are like 400 calories. And now they've just completely given up and they're like, here's count chocula (laughs) breakfast bar cereal. It's good for you. I think. Yeah. Golden grams with marshmallows. in. (laughs) Sorry. Mm -hmm. If we could make a sweet potato, a sweet potato almond, uh, sweet potato almond Newton breakfast bar. Start Dude, with the side with salad chips <laughs> with ranch dressing. Yeah, yeah. Mark, did you just totally say ranch dressing? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I should have. It would have been funny. Think you better off dead. Ranch dressing must have been the Skype lag. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we could go on and on and on. We really, we literally could go on and on and on about pretty much any subject. But the whole point of this rant, um is to get you to think about what you're putting in your mouth. That's it. That's the whole point. I could have just said that at the beginning, I guess, and we could have just we could have talked about movies or something. So really, what, that's the whole what point, we're saying guys. here is eat a Snickers think, bar for breakfast, a handful of M&Ms for lunch, and uh, a loaded baked potato for dinner, and that's the same as eating diet food all day. Well, my, my wife would say <laughs> that's not the same because – the the quote the other foods have more nutrients and she's right about that, but you could in theory, Mark, you could have a Snickers bar and a Coke for breakfast, a McDouble and uh, a handful of M and M's for lunch, and I, I don't have a, a, a oh and a and a sweet and a baked a sweet potato no excuse me a baked potato for dinner, and you would have less calories than if you had orange juice. And a kashi bar for breakfast, uh, a, a, a McDonald's premium Southwest salad uh, for lunch with some almonds and a sweet potato for dinner. You absolutely would. And I don't know that you wouldn't be be healthy. I, I think there's probably plenty of nutrients in right. those foods. That's why I say get an app and track what you eat. It will change your life. Even if you're yep. not making any attempt to lose weight, just track what you eat and it will change your life. So let's let's go over those again, Mark. I use loseit.com and you use... I like Fat Secret. My wife uses My Fitness Pal. So find one of those and at least, at least, at least educate yourself on the 25 things that you eat over and over and over and over so you can make some smart choices with it. Speaking of smart choices, we've got a, uh, a recipe slash cooking tip coming up right now, courtesy of Cave Mom Chronicles, Elizabeth Connect. I'm hungry for something fantastic to eat. And luckily, we have Elizabeth Connect from CaveMomChronicles.com here with us to tell us again how awesome food can be. So, Elizabeth, welcome back with our weekly recipe slash cooking tip. And I can't hardly wait, or I can't hardly wait. I can't hardly not wait. I'm anticipating hearing 
what it is that you have to tell us today. So what's our topic for this evening? Our topic for this evening is making your own spice mixtures. Making our own spices. Are you talking about growing them, drying them, packaging them? What are you talking about, Elizabeth? Tell us. Well, pre-mixing your own. You know how you can go to the store and there's all those different displays. You've got your herbs and your spices, your normal stuff, but then you've got your steak seasoning or your Cajun seasoning or your taco seasoning, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, There are recipes out there on the internet for everything from steak seasoning and rubs to curry blends and everything every international flavor of spice mixes under the sun and even the copycat recipes that are specific to different restaurant chains Uh so making your own spice mixes when you you can find what you want and put the you know get all your ingredients together and when you make your own spice mixes it allows you to control the amount of the salt and the amount of sugar and the level of spiciness of the mixture and you can tweak a recipe to your own personal taste so if it says rosemary and you don't like rosemary you say the heck with that I'm going to use sage instead you know you can play with it a little bit and really in the long run it's often cheaper than many of those prepackaged blends especially if you have a good selection of spices at home already and because those recipes that you can find are usually for just one batch or one use at a time you don't have to worry about throwing the money away when the seasoning is no longer fresh or if you end up just not liking it. So uh, you can do a hunt and search on the on the interwebs and find uh, find a recipe that you like and go for it. Play with it and uh, make your life a little spicier. Awesome. Now, do you have any particular places you look for those, or do you just have a, a, a skill with the Googles? <laughs> My personal favorite site is food.com. Um, I can find anything on there from, um, you know, Taco Bell clone seasoning to, uh, you know, like a garam masala, you know, if I'm feeling a little uh, a little different and want to try something fun. Um, and a what? I, a what was that again? <laughs> it's an Indian seasoning. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a, there's all kinds of seasonings out there. It's very international. You can find all kinds of stuff. There's even um, like Outback Steakhouse seasoning mm. and all these copycats, all sorts of stuff. So whatever you're looking for, you can plug that in. And what I love about food.com, and if anybody from food.com is listening and wants to throw something my way, I'd gladly take it. But food.com is wonderful because people can leave ratings and what they like and what they don't like. They can say, hey, I tried it and there wasn't enough garlic, so I did this way. Or, hey, it was too much salt. Or, hey, I really this was perfect. It was just like Outback Steakhouse. Whatever. Right. I, that, I really like that site for that. So that's usually my go-to for, uh, for finding recipes for different seasonings. Awesome. Now, my wife, she likes to go to the local market, um, and not the not the market market, but like the inter- the na- international market. Is that what they call them? The big, you know, the big gigantic places that have all the the food from all over the world. And she yeah. buys her spices there, and they come in these yeah. little plastic containers that are about the size of I don't know if you used to, if anybody ever eats pimento and cheese anymore, but they're about the size of a pimento and cheese thing, or maybe a Parmesan cheese thing, and it's like a buck ninety five. Yes. Or 15 <laughs> times as much as you get in the little Lee and Perrin's shaker. Exactly. And that's what she uses. And so, when if you were to, you know, plan ahead, know what, you, get a few spice recipes you liked, hit that farmer's market type place thing that I'm talking about, which any large area will have one in probably smaller areas. You might even be able to buy them online. And then uh, go home. You could mix up. Um, I, I even dare to say you could probably even start a side business mixing up. <laughs> <laughs> but mixing up um, your own. Uh, 
I've given them away as gifts quite a bit. You know, the one, the recipes that I find and the ones that we love, I give them away as gifts, you know, a lot of times, especially if I know it's someone who maybe who doesn't like to cook um, and relies heavily on the seasonings and things or, you know, well, heck, for anybody, people who do like to cook, you can give it to them too. So it's a lot of fun. I did that for Christmas one year. It was all homemade seasonings and rubs and marinades and all kinds of good stuff. So mixing your own is, I find it very satisfying and it's so much cheaper and I love being able to tweak it to my specific needs and my specific tastes. Awesome. Oh, we don't want to take any more of your time. We don't want to, we don't want to, uh, uh, monopolize the airways with all this goodness and make everybody so hungry. So I'm gonna let you go for this week, quote unquote, and, uh, we will talk to you next time. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you, Elizabeth. Awesome. So, guys, uh, anything exciting going on in your lives as far as this upcoming week? Anything fitness or food related? Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Speaking of fitness, um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that that Witten's spleen is okay. <laughs> a spleen damage is not a good damage to have. On a, on a note related to Mark's comment, um, I got volunteered to join a fantasy football league, and I have no idea what I'm doing. It's a Yahoo League, Mark. You can help him out, can't you? I can. It's the yeah. ESPN League where I'm lost. Have you figured it out yet, Mark? I Well, I've made an... Yes, sort of. Okay. All right. Well, um, if you're listening out here, uh, every every week I end the show, before I do that, we, we talked about it briefly at the beginning, but if you have any questions, comments, or show topics you'd like us to cover, double A-R-O-N, Aaron, at com, or go to com and hit the forums up there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but we talk every week I end the show by saying, remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your health care provider. Say that at the end of every show or some derivation thereof. And you do often actually say recommended. So yeah. I, do, I do actually say that. I like saying that. Um, recommended. But I say that because it's true. Uh, one of my friends, coworkers, has started getting healthier. He started, he's doing the couch potato to 5K, Don. Exciting to hear. Woohoo. He signed up with his church. There, there's like 50 of them at his church that are doing this, doing it together. Um, his church is actually ended up being one of the a sponsor for a large 5K down in the area where he's at. So it's very exciting. He is on blood pressure medicine and he's found himself, he started getting lightheaded a few times. Uh, and I said, Don't you think you might want to go to the doctor and get your blood pressure medicine checked now that you've lost about 35 pounds and started exercising? Because <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe. <laughs> But his blood pressure isn't 150 over 85 anymore without his, without his meds. Uh, so that's why we say that, guys, because when you start getting healthy, your physiology will start changing, and you may not need as much or any of your blood pressure medication or your, or your diabetic medication or any of those things. So it's important. If you, if you start making changes, especially if you start losing weight and getting more active, to get checked out. And just for context, this guy's a nurse that you're talking about. Yeah. Nurses, so. are, nurses and doctors are the worst patients. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He is a nurse. Long time nurse. Uh, with that, I'm going to wrap up this show. It wasn't a long one, so I hope you went for a short run when you're listening to this one. And we'll be back next week with another exciting podcast.